Hi everybody, I am Dana Galanti from the Source LGBT Plus Center. Welcome to Transistor Radio with Kelly and Dana. Hi, this is Kelly Denathorn. On today's show of Transistor Radio, we begin by discussing the very first email we have ever received. A listener asked us for some advice on helping her trans friend to become more comfortable and possibly being a bridesmaid in her wedding. Oh my gosh, how exciting. And a second email, I know, a second email. Another listener asks us about the effect the transgender community is having on the gaming world of Magic the Gathering. Our Transgender in the News segment has a lively reading by Dana of Taylor Swift's song, you need to calm down. We also discussed artist Jordan Eagle and his transgender art show in the Keith Herring bathroom. The show is wrapped up with our questions to not ask a trans person. Today's question is an important one for both the transgender and cisgender communities. Does having surgery make you more transgender? And are surgeries required in order for you to be transgender? That talk about having or not having surgeries leads us directly into how parents can provide support for their transgender loved ones. I really hope that you enjoy today's show. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Transistor Radio with Kelly and Dana. I'm Dana. That over there is Kelly. (laughs) I am Kelly. (laughs) So I'm the trans program coordinator of the Source LGBT Center and mom to an awesome trans kid. Um, I am a middle school math teacher uh, of all things, but I am also a transgender blogger and speaker and advocate and podcaster. And podcaster. Yep. Famously. (laughs) Yes. They know us in the Midwest now. Uh Uh-huh. So we just thought we'd recap because my friend Michael Robert Short gave us a really good review on the things that we should be doing because he's a podcast nerd. So we'll just say this episode was produced by Michael Robert Short. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So we're just recapping who we are and why we're even talking and why you should even listen to us, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I I didn't say that that I've actually have transitioned, too. I suppose that's oh. an element that gives me some sort of, I guess, yeah. you know, like base mm-hmm. to be able to speak mm-hmm. yeah. as a transgender woman. Okay, so can we talk about this um, this email that we received? We've re- yeah. recently received an email. Um, so to... we have an email, by the way, if you want to send us an email. Sure. Um, and what, what is that it address is again? Transistor at thesourcelgbt.org. We got this email. And so... The first email. Yes, the very first... Excitingly. Uh, email. I'm going to go ahead and remove the person's yeah. name. Yep. But her email states, Hi, my name is blank. And I'm a hetero cis woman who absolutely loves you too. Oh, I <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> your podcast is wonderful. And I truly enjoy listening to your conversations. Oh, Aww. please go on. Oh, what? <laughs> right? A little background on why I'm asking this question. I live in a very conservative area of the Midwest and there is not a lot of exposure for the trans community here. My former roommate and current best friend is a trans woman, but due to our environment and personal struggles, she has not been able to openly present herself as a woman to society. I'm the only girlfriend that she really is herself with, and since we're so close, we both really want her to be involved in my wedding this fall as a bridesmaid. So here's my question. What advice would you have for us to help make her feel more comfortable being in front of a large group of my friends and family in a dress when she struggles with her body dysmorphia and fear of being vulnerable in public. And please read the last sentence. Thank you so much for sharing your friendship and closeness with your listeners. I hope to hear back from you. <laughs> Yay. Yay! Thank you so much for yeah. uh, for the email. It, it's so awesome to be able to connect yeah. with listeners. Right. 
absolutely it was so like surreal for me when i when i read this email because you know we sit in a room and we just talk to each other yeah and we think like you know maybe our friends are listening to it or something sure maybe right just telling us they are i don't know i know and then we get this email from the midwest right like wow it's crazy it is it's so crazy of podcasting such a power and yeah. so 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 lovely so, and that, so that's partly why I kind of struggled uh, mm-hmm. with my answer in this because I'm so appreciative right you know of the email and I want to say oh hey here's this nice little easy right. solution uh-huh. to uh-huh. this problem and you're just you're so awesome for wanting to help your friend and you truly are yeah and and hey just go do this right you know and and it'll be right Fabulous. Put a dress on, you'll be cool. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> but that's um, not the reality. You know, yeah. If you do, if you get the right dress and mm, you get the makeup mm-hmm. right, right. Hey, everything's great. Right. But unfortunately, I just keep coming to this conclusion that this situation and this desire is a lot. It is very messy. Yeah. It, it, it's just mm-hmm. it, it, it's possible I think it's possible. Do you think it's possible for her to be a bridesmaid in a dress? And be comfortable at the same time when she is not out. Well, you know, I read into this email and what I read was, it doesn't state, how can she be comfortable? Right. It says, how can she be more comfortable? Mm. Which is an interesting phrase. Okay. You know, because I do believe that there are things that can be done between now and then that might make somebody to feel more Right. Comfortable with that situation. Mm -hmm. Now, at least in my opinion, in order to be able to be more comfortable, you have to take certain steps. And one of those has to be, you have to start going out. Yeah. You have to start actually dressing as a woman and going out and interacting with the public. Right. Instead of just having it be this idea like, I'm going to be a bridesmaid. I'm going to go to like, yeah. Totally coming out all at once to a hundred people or whatever. Right. Like that sounds a little stressful. I would think that it would be. Yeah. But you did say something interesting, though, and I think this is a good point. You said, in my opinion, Mm. because we have no idea what Mm -hmm. will make her comfortable. No. We have no clue. You can only give what's worked for you, what helped you, what you think would help. Mm -hmm. And see, this was was interesting for me in pondering my ideas about this, because I have my experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you being the trans coordinator mm-hmm. here for the source. Yeah. I, was that the correct title? Trans program coordinator. Trans program coordinator. I made that title up. That's such an awesome title. I, I know. really like it. And so how many years have you been doing this? We opened a little over three years ago. So Is you're, that correct? You were part yeah. of the opening. Oh, yeah. I got of, a call of, of from, source. I think I've told you this, but I got, I was sitting at Roller Town waiting for Cole to, my youngest son, Cole, to come out of roller hockey practice. I haven't heard the story. You, ha- I could have sworn I told you. Okay. And this guy calls, and I never answer my phone when I don't know the number. Right. But I was like, meh, I'm not doing anything else. So <laughs> right, might be know. entertaining. But you're right. Yeah. And this guy says, "Hi, I, you know, my name is Brian Poth, and I'm trying to open an LGBT center here in the Valley, and we need someone to run the trans program. And your name has come up repeatedly as oh. like the person to do it. Would you be interested? Oh wow. And at that time, I had thought, always thought that because there was such a lack of services here that when we got through the roughest part of Lucas's transition and everything and kind of stabilized that I would do something okay. like that, you know, okay. groups or whatever. Right. Yeah. So my hesitation about an LGBT center is that in, in my experience up to that point, every LGBT center that I called or looked at or went to was more of a capital L, capital G, capital B 
maybe a little lowercase t, maybe not a t at all. Mm -hmm. So I did not want to be a part of that if that's how it was going to be. And I asked him that and he said, oh no, like this is your program. You do what you want with it. Uh I'm like, you don't even know me. How like you just can't turn this (laughs) over to me. Okay. So anyway, that was before we opened the doors. And then I started going to, you know, planning meetings and, and here we are. Wow. We've expanded so three cool. times in three years. Like, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Ass. So for three years then, you have been running a mm-hmm. trans meeting yes. group? Yes. So we have um, two trans <clears throat> groups that run in the first and third Tuesday of every month at 630 at the center. Mm-hmm. All are welcome. Yep. And we have a transcending gender, which is like a peer group. And we have transparent, which is a family group. Mm-hmm. But for the last year, I'd say we've been running them together. If we have a super big group or mostly new parents who need to ask me stuff that they're not super comfortable asking in front of, you know, a whole room of trans people, <laughs> we'll break off and go into those groups. And then Which we, is great. Yeah. That's so great for the parents to be able to go ahead and have that sort of freedom right. to be able to ask those sorts of questions right. without that potential backlash yes. that might be coming at them from all the trans people exactly. present in the room like, that are saying, what, what, what that, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. What did you just call me? Right. <laughs> so we just started a new trans group in Hanford. Yeah. And last night was our second group. Okay. So it's once a month. Cool. On the third Thursday at 6 p.m. at King's Behavioral Health. Awesome. The first meeting we had like 15 people. Wow. Cool. Last night, there was 20 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I didn't go because yesterday was Cole's first day of high school. Okay. And Spencer came back and was going to go. So I'm like, oh, hey, you want to run it for me? And of course he does. Spencer Salazar is my assistant trans program coordinator. (laughs) And Spencer's um, great. Spencer's the shit. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I love that kid. Love Spencer. Yep. So awesome. So smart. Such a go-getter. Yep. Goodness. And like has come far. Yeah. Which I love. I love that so much about groups of seeing how far yeah. people have come, you yeah. know, since the first day they came in. Yeah. And so you've interacted with many different mm-hmm. trans people that have come through mm-hmm. this. So I know my experience right. and I know my opinion about what it might take for well, somebody for to feel you. more right. comfortable mm-hmm. in going from being completely in the closet right. to being a bridesmaid in a wedding. Uh-huh. In a bridesmaid but, dress, no less. Right. But you met a lot more trans people. So what do you yeah. think in terms of the trans people, you know, the average trans ah. person that you've gone ahead and met? Do you think that mean, that's really a possibility for somebody that's been totally yeah. in the closet yeah to then what within a few months yeah i mean when did when did she say the um wedding was she said in the fall okay so So we're still kind of summer yeah we're in the like waning portion of summer here so we're headed into fall well here it's a hundred and fucking ten degrees (laughs) everybody in case nobody knew that (laughs) oh today was so deadly oh so hot awful i'm just like pissed off and miserable It's so bad. Sweating. Yes, it's awful. Because, like, you know, premenopause and shit. Oh, jeez. Ugh. Okay, so, yeah, so So what do you think? I think what you said is, I can't think of another answer to this other than, you got to ease up to that shit. Like, that can't, in my mind. (laughs) Don't just go from in the closet to, hey! Standing up where you're in full view of everyone and everyone's eyes are on you. Yeah. Not just even attending the wedding. That'd be a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. But being up there, I would think would be just miserable for her. 
I think the reality would really mm-hmm. be very right. challenging. And then if no one else knows, that is that wedding is going to become yeah. about right. what's up with out. Susie. So, I, so when I wrote back this person, I, mm-hmm. I, I said really kind of focusing on two issues. One is the trans friend in becoming more comfortable in just appearing in public right. dressed as a woman. Right. Right, Start and interacting slowly. with the public, and Start learning to speak, and right. those sorts of things, and whatnot. Just, I'm not like how you, because you have to change your voice to speak. But when I first went out, uh-huh. I was so terrified I couldn't even talk You're to right. people, <laughs> you know, in any voice. So yeah, so that's what I mean by learning to speak. Right. Um, but then, so then the second part though is coming out to individuals because they don't state specifically in this. They say you know that it's going to be a friend, uh, a wedding with mm-hmm. their group of friends. Well, it says this person's group of friends and family. Right. Doesn't state specifically specifically whether or not this group knows, knows the her. trans person mm-hmm. or not right but that is a whole nother element because it once you really appear is. in public like that to people that can connect to you and your personal life yeah well then people are gonna talk right and, and that whole that i mean can you just imagine the reception like that would be all about her yeah and that's not right no that's not, not right to do to your friend's wedding Right. You can't make your you can't yeah. make their wedding be about your Yeah, I don't think out. it's good for either one of them. I I, I really I really but, don't. I mean, you, if you if you take these steps mm-hmm. prior to it, if you come out right. prior to start now being like, "Hey, yeah. I so want to be this bridesmaid. Yes. This has so inspired me. Uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and I'm finally going come, out I'm, right I'm now. coming out. Yeah. I'm I'm going to tell I'm going to tell everybody because and I'm going to tell them. Yeah. I'm doing this cuz I'm going to be a bridesmaid in this wedding. Right. Lay it yeah. out there yeah. so that when people go to that wedding, it's mm-hmm. not a shock. It's not a surprise. Exactly. Everybody knows. Exactly. What not? Yeah, and I think too the one thing I've noticed over the years is that it is way easier for people to start presenting around people they don't know. It is. And just getting comfortable in that dress or in yeah. that makeup mm-hmm. or whatever. Just yeah. Yeah. you know coming out. And I think when people start to do that, they realize, oh, people aren't gonna you know tie me to the cross and. Right. Tie me to the cross? No. Nail me to the cross. Right. Tie me to the flagpole. <laughs> I'm not going to hunt you down and Something kill you like because that. you're trapped. Right. This is what people Like Frankenstein. It's not right. That was my thing yes. because I always mm-hmm. said that they're going to hunt me down like the monster that right. I am with their torches yeah. and their pitchforks. Right. And then Jody, my wife, would always ask, uh-huh. where are these torches and pitchforks? Right. And so I said, well, like, because I'm in, you know, I grew up like birthday, early 70s, right? So I'm right. Like 80s kind of yep. girl. Yeah. And um, all these like infomercials. And so uh-huh. it's, it's the Ronco <laughs> um, pocket torch and pocket pitchfork you know where you pull it it's like this little tiny thing and you pull it out and you press the button and it goes ching 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 you and created expands. a whole fictional scenario I did. for how people were going to kill you <laughs> right that's amazing but it, yeah but it did yeah. take me probably well once I started presenting fully as myself because there was always kind of like an element where I'm just doing partly but like in mm-hmm. early 30s I was like kind of refound who I am that it kind of lost me when I was like 17-ish or so I immediately I started going out in public yeah. um, at that point um, but it was nobody that I knew. And so I really right. did have to become this thing of getting over this fear yeah. of just being in front of people. And strangers were definitely easier, but right. it was just, yeah. it was so terrifying. And it took me yeah. five to ten years probably until I started telling, like, my sister. Mm-hmm. And then, like, probably five more years until I yeah. started even telling even close friends, right. you know, um, about it. So it, it, it was a, yeah. for me, it was an extremely long, painful process. right. right. That's not happening before the wedding. <laughs> if we're going I don't on your, if you're, your if time you're, yeah, schedule. Yeah, if you, if you, wedding yeah. this fall, then I'm like, okay, then you jump on this yeah. now. Right. And you, you know, want it back, like, back to the pitchforks and torches. So this is another thing that I see a lot is pre-transition when people first start coming to group and are like, oh, 
what do I do? You know, I have no clue. Mm -hmm. It's always that fear. It's always that fear of going out in public and how other people are going to treat you Mm -hmm. and react to you. Mm -hmm. And time after time after time, I see when they finally get the nerve up to do it. It's like, oh, you know, (laughs) the clouds part and Jesus is sending (laughs) his loving rays down to you. Yeah. Or whoever sending him. Yeah. Who who makes the sun? Uh, yeah. Uh, the big bang? Um, Anyway, so, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, and I want to always tell people. It's very freeing. Right. Once you, once you realize that, once you, once you understand. Right. But I always want to like, internally, I want to push people and be like, just trust me. I swear to God, trust me. Go put on a dress and go walk outside. But you can't do that because everybody's got to find it in their own time. But that's literally what I want to say. Yeah. It'll be okay. I think (laughs) we are both of the consensus that they need to slowly go into this bridesmaid business. Well, I think right. that if the goal is to be the bridesmaid, yeah, right, right? If that's gonna happen, yes. If, you, if it's that is probably not best to do it first thing, right? Like, like I think walk outside ease into, with, some, with a dress. Like, at least when the next few months, take those yeah. next few months, put some makeup on. Yep. Start dressing as yeah. you. Start coming out to people. Right. Go to the wedding. Right. But if Problem you don't do solved. that, look for another occasion in the future. Right. Probably yeah. not the best time. Probably not for all yeah. involved. That's what I would say. Okay. Yeah, that would be my opinion. Awesome. Okay, so we got the second email. Yes, yeah, so Michael Robert Short, our producer. Do you want me to bring up that email, or do you want to go ahead um, and no, I'll do you just want to give a synopsis of okay. it? He was basically, you know, telling us how awesome we are, and he loves us, you know, like everyone. Aw, so um, sweet. Thank you. <laughs> he was saying that he likes to hear us interview people, like the interview we did with Brianna, because it's helpful to hear about people's struggles and, sure. you know, what they go through, because there's not a lot of trans people around for him to interact with, you uh, know? Yeah, sure. So he doesn't come across trans people often. Right. So he liked that. But then he said he was talked a lot about Magic the Gathering. I'm sorry. Which what is code for heck? Mike's a super nerd. Okay. I don't know. Awesome. I don't know what Magic the Gathering is. I think it's like Dungeons and Dragons kind of-ish in some way. You know, it's it, like it, a it, super it card game. Like, for me, it honestly doesn't clear it up that much. I mean, I understand Dungeons and Dragons where it's like, oh, okay, so some people kind of play this game it's and you've got dice and characters and things. Yes, yeah, it's one of those unexplainable to people who don't play it kind of card games where you have to make decisions and there's... Is it like Bridge? My mom used to tell me that I wasn't smart enough to play Bridge. No, I think Bridge <laughs> is much easier. <laughs> Did she really? She taught me like every card game ever. It was like oh teaching me like 10 different types of poker and all oh, these gambling awesome. strategies and all this stuff. But she was like, oh no, Bridge. Sorry, honey. Sorry. Uh, out of your league. <laughs> Like, oh my like, god! She, she just wanted bridge like for herself, right? You right. Know, her own little deal. That was her ladies. Game. Yeah. So um, yeah. So anyway, so, so Magic the Gathering. Yeah. So he talked about how you know for twenty five years the people running it have been nerdy, smelly, sixteen year old mentality guys, right? And there's all guys, and for twenty five years, all that ever won the world championship. Uh, so they, so for like twenty five years, they won. do like a world championship thing. This it's isn't like just a legit this isn't just thing. like people like playing this in their basement no. and like by themselves with their friends and no. and then, whatnot. Well, I mean, they might do that also. But sure. And then Mike said, okay, let's... He said the... 
He was. I learn new stuff about Mike all the time. After 25 years of professional tournaments. Yeah, but no, he said, he said something about how he's the like pro person of the world or something. Even made the MTG there we go. pro tour for, for a few, few years. years. I, Magic the Gathering I've pro known tour. Mike for so long. So there's long, a pro tour. And I never knew that. Goodness. Okay. So anyway, so he just talks about, you know, the inherent sexism in, in the game because it's run by a bunch of, you know, smelling nerds. Horny, nerdy, horny, yeah, dudes, right, Who's, right, yeah, yeah. So who um, struggle to go ahead and get right. dates, but right, and know, don't know how to talk to a woman, with, and they just yes. like lose their mind when they right. see boobs, you know? Yeah, sure. And so as uh, women, like, duh, mm-hmm. this is no surprise at all right. to me. Sure, no, of course, yeah, right. yeah. That's that's, that's that, how that, the world that, works. That's how, yeah, right. yeah. That's how that's we how have it to goes. go. Um, However, so these people are kind of freaking out though because there was well, I don't know if they're freaking out, but said a trans woman so there was a uh trans non-binary okay this kind of threw me the title of this article is first trans comma non-binary winner of magic the gathering mythic championship okay so there's then a whole article that goes on to explain how this person won and it's a huge deal because they are trans non-binary what threw me though is this person obviously identifies as trans non-binary because they repeat it over and over in the article is that a Phrase? Mutually exclusive, like well, we talked about. I mean, this. I guess that was part of our conversation not, with Brie, wasn't right. it? Well, like non-binary is, 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 is obviously a trans right. is included in that umbrella because binary means it's female or male, mm-hmm. and if you're non-binary, you don't quite slide into there perfectly. Mm-hmm. But why call yourself? trans and also non-binary you're thinking it's kind of redundant yeah just say you're transgender right, or you're just, just say trans. you're yeah. non-binary right, right possibly because what i would imagine is that it is somebody who identifies as non-binary mm-hmm. but struggles with people actually understanding what that means uh, and so transgender so trans, it tends to be the people more know the word yes yeah. more identifiable word okay. so let's toss in right, transgender that, okay I and then say that. well non-binary right so not like transgender woman uh-huh. or transgender oh, man oh i Gotcha. They're transgender, non-binary. Okay, but then wouldn't they just be non-binary? Right. To because those of trans, us in, right? Those of us in the know, opposite, right? So trans is the sure. opposite of yes. But if you're being pure of your definition, uh huh. But it tends to be nowadays that anybody. Well, and, and once upon a time, I mean, I've heard different variations of the originations of the word transgender, mm-hmm. and that there is some debate: is it an umbrella term or not? Right. We've um, had this conversation. Yes. Yeah. You like the golf umbrella? the giant umbrella Uh where I include everybody I like the rain umbrella right Not to get totally sidetracked right, on that. Sure. I just Again, kept reading it. We're going to get sidetracked on yeah. the non-binary I just kept reading issue. it and was like, huh, this is tripping up my brain. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So this person. So this person is this. Is, and they've identified this. But the person that wrote the email is saying, what do we think about this person yeah, that's winning just, this? He just said, this is kind of evolving in this thing that he's been a part of for mm-hmm. 25 years. Mm-hmm. And he's just curious what our take on it is. So he sent this link that mm-hmm. has a write-up on this person, Autumn. Autumn Burchett. Autumn Burchett. Who kick some ass and won this tournament. And then the next article is Magic the Gathering introduces first trans character, which, I mean, I got... Alicia, who smiles at death, is the first trans woman to feature in the popular card game. Yeah. Oh, it's a card game. I like cards. Yeah, it's a card game. We just talked about that. Well, you said it was a game like Dungeons and Dragons. Is that a card game? Well, they have like But like Pokemon has cards. Right? It used to, didn't it? Yeah, except now it's on a phone. There were also like Garbage Pail Kids that were on God. cards. 
Yeah, that, Are those all games? You, you're totally, that totally <laughs> rebuilds your age right there. Garbage Pail Kids. Like anyone over our age or <laughs> under our age is going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> What's a Garbage, garbage Pail Kids? kids? <laughs> oh, Wasn't that, the, what that was, I don't that came, think that came after the Cabbage Patch doll. Yes. It was like in a direct response right. to the Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> it was. Oh, and they were disgusting. Okay, so anyway, anyway, so it's a card game, and they have a trans character. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I got nothing but good things to say about that, as long as it's, you know, all I, handled well. I love it. But um, I can't imagine they... Yeah. You know? I love that there's this, you know, that there are transgender people that are coming out and feeling more brave in coming out to the public. Mm-hmm. So, the, the gamer that won, I think that that's great. Yeah. Especially in such a... It's the visibility. Yeah. Especially in such that. a, like so a bad. culture that typically mm-hmm. doesn't right. have right. that representation or any kind Female. of... Yeah. yeah anything yeah. besides dudes yeah yeah that's all awesome. so talking about how they can't handle boobs and stuff all right we went to anthony and i my husband and both our kids they did, had a game night or something at this little game store okay down in in town and we walk in and it's like they're all in the back corner playing some who knows what maybe magic gathering maybe I bet. maybe <laughs> right and i walked in you can make the pro and tour. it was my three boys and i was the only female in there and they were all like <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god! And I was like, it. what happened? What just happened right here? I'm like, boobs. It's boobs. It's boobs. Yeah, boobs are pretty the magical. Power of the boobs. Yeah, I'm, I'm discovering yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I love it. Cool. I'm glad they did it. And hopefully, there's not any, you know, smelly nerds bitching about it. I would like to think so. I also like to think so. Yeah, and but I, you know, in the second part of this, where they're having a trans character mm-hmm. in the game, I think is great, and to bring about more inclusion yep. to people, where you know, sometimes it's like you can exclude people right but if you have a character in a movie mm-hmm. you know that's maybe just a side character or whatever right. you know, are you gonna get up and walk out because they showed a trans character right or so if you're playing about... a game where a character within that game yeah i think it's about normalizing i was just gonna say that the two things i always say is about normalizing and humanizing mm-hmm. the story yeah. because the trans experience is such a hard one to relate yeah you know yeah you have to really sit down and talk to people but when trans people are out and people see the face and see what amazing stuff they're doing and you know that they're just a person yeah like mm-hmm. that's what has to yeah. happen yeah so the more we talk about this the more stuff like this happens where they put them in games every step is a good yeah, step i agree yeah i think it's awesome and i think it's a more accurate reflection of the society that right. we live in yeah absolutely you know, and it should so, be yeah it should be include yeah. everybody yeah you know have it be an actual depiction of what society's right. actually like right. as opposed to this homogenized you, you know yeah. view of what white, some white people men. think you know society yeah. is yeah exactly yep. well yeah I love it uh, thank you to unnamed first lady for sending in that email and thank you Michael Robert Short for that lovely email you sent and all your suggestions for us yeah that's and awesome how to get our shit together yeah that'd be great if we could actually get our shit together yeah what wouldn't these, it what are these days maybe we should call Mike and like have him just set it up for yeah. us or something well you know have you ever thought about it like how many different projects are you involved in uh, yeah yeah so I have like a list uh-huh. of things that I carry around me it's like it, it's like a notebook yeah that i keep yeah. on my list yeah, I've seen your notebook, stuff, right <laughs> we're both the same yeah, way i know and I try to go ahead and do a million things yeah i said to somebody one time i was like yeah, i kind of like this is pre-transition right so mm-hmm. i said i was a jack of all trades i suppose it'd be like what a jill of all trades yeah at this point whatever and they were like oh that's cool so master of none and i was like oh burn master Steve. of a lot you know Man. yeah but <laughs> no it is tough to yeah. anyway. focus when you're doing a million things and you're yeah. trying to do so many things right so i'm glad that we were able to be here and, and discuss absolutely. this email absolutely and both of them yeah that's great so
So I looked up transgender in the news to see if there was anything fascinating. I do know one topic that I heard recently about transgender people in the news, or, or the word transgender in the news. Did you hear the hullabaloo that some people are upset over Taylor Swift's new song? No. Yeah. Let's see if I can find anything about that. I don't know if I'll be able to. Okay, so the issue was that she put out that song. Have you heard Taylor Swift's like new little song? Oh yeah. So she has this new song. You can hear what she's what she's saying. Yes. So is Taylor Swift profiting off the LGBT community? Yes, but she's helping as well, which is basically what I believe as well. Okay, so let's see if I can find the lyrics for the actual song. You need to calm down. Right there. Okay, let's go. You are somebody that I don't know, but you're taking shots at me like it's Patron. I'm just like, damn, it's 7 a.m. Say it in the street. That's a knockout. But you say it in a tweet. That's a cop-out. And I'm just like, hey, are you okay? I ain't trying to mess with your self-expression. But I've learned a lesson that's stressing and obsessing about somebody else is no fun. And snakes and snakes and stones never broke my bones. Snakes don't break bones. <laughs> Do you think it's a copyright infringement <sighs> to read lyrics? Lord, no. So, lots of O's. You need to calm down. You're being too loud, Kelly. And I'm just like, oh, 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 oh. You need to stop. Like, can you just not step on my gown? You need to calm down. You are somebody that we don't know. But you come in at my friends like a missile. That doesn't rhyme. Why are you mad when you could be glad? Oh, here we go. Glad with um, capitals G-L-A-A-D. Huh, and what does glad stand for? You could be for? glad. Gay and lesbian <laughs> alliance after uh, dark. dark. <laughs> Do you know what it stands for? What is it? Gay and lesbian I, alliance. I have no idea. Gay lesbian... <sighs> I don't know what it stands for. Shit, I guess we need to look that up. <laughs> Sunsh Hold on, I'm not done rapping. <laughs> Sunshine on the street at the parade, but you would rather be in the dark age. Just making that sign must have taken all night. You just need to take several seats and then try to restore the peace and control your urges to scream about all the people you hate because shade never made anybody less gay. So, oh, 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 you need to calm back, calm down. You're being too loud. Okay, I'll skip oh, God, that. I'm crying. And we see you over there on the internet comparing all the girls who are killing it. But we figured you out. We all know now we all got crowns. You need to calm down. Uh oh, 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 oh. What? I mean, you find issues with that? Or did I you don't. hear anything? I just heard it. Other than my rapping. Oh my god, you're rapping. <laughs> oh, so awesome. I'm s I didn't hear anything. <laughs> you were just I, like, no, I didn't hear anything man. offensive. It, there's nothing offensive about the lyrics. The the, the offense yeah. that I heard people state was she's not LGBT, so she should not be speaking to LGBT issues and taking the spotlight what little spotlight there is on LGBT mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. She shouldn't be taking it away because there's only apparently a limited amount of light. Okay, so I think I, it's bullshit, personally. Okay. okay, because this is what we need is people who have a huge voice, who have a huge audience yeah. to stand up and say, yeah. hey, you guys, this is bullshit. Yeah. You're being too loud and you need to sit down. Right. Yeah. We need allies. Yeah. But I don't think she's saying like, no, I'm she's... gay. No. 
She's not saying anything bad. You know, She's somebody, saying, who was I listening to the other day? Oh, was, I forget who it was. It was the secretary at my surgeon's office in Philadelphia. And she was having this conversation about how they, she was watching a morning show, like Good Morning America, one uh, of those things where they sit around, they chat and whatever. Yeah. The topic was that some people will always find something negative yeah. to say. Yeah. And so some public personalities yeah. won't put themselves out there anymore in any sort of social media yeah. um, outlet where people can contact them because they just don't want to hear it. Yeah. You know, because they'll put up these great pictures yeah. or these photos of their house or whatever, and people are just ripping yeah. them. Yeah, Anthony used my husband. <laughs> Anthony used to call them telephone tough guys back when oh, right. we had telephones. Right. Yeah. Um. Now they're keyboard. Oh. It doesn't sound keyboard as good. warriors. Keyboard. Or something. Yeah. Or did you have a different one? No, I'm trying to think of a uh, K to no. do the keyboard curmudgeons. Oh, that's good. <laughs> keyboard curmudgeons. I like it. But I think they just go on there because they're bored in their mommy's basement and they're just fucking with people. I agree. Just to be dicks. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think that's fair. Yeah. That's one thing I don't really like about the internet is that it gives yeah. these individual assholes a larger voice than they would have otherwise. Exactly. You know, like back in the day and whatnot, and we'd be like, okay, that fucking weirdo just hangs uh-huh. out in like their right. mother's basement like right. all day long. Right. And they're like 40 years old and still living at home. Yeah. And we're all like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? Yeah. But now they're like... Now they have like, a whole community. Yeah. It's like uh, Captain XX, weirdos. you know, whatever. And, Captain you know. XX. <laughs> <laughs> Captain XX. Mama's boy. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, it's totally yeah. true, though. Because they... I, I can't remember what I was watching, but something about how these, like, trolls mm-hmm. literally don't even care what you're talking about. They're just trying to start... Yeah, just trying to start Trying start to start shit. shit. Yep. It's fucked up. And then people worry about it and that's why like I had to remove myself from social media. It makes me too mad. I'm on social media. Take my... What I heard of happening sometimes was that um, certain groups would find out that somebody was expressing a gender variance and then they would like they found this out online and then they would out them. Yeah, they'd be like, okay, well this person is doing this thing or that thing or whatever has this like online life. Because a lot of people that are trans, they'll find like kind of a different life online. Right, right. You know, it, they can have a different presence. Like their and, outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And and for, for many, it's like, you know, oh, here, here's my photo, here's my uh-huh, thing, here's uh-huh. my personality, here's everything, and that's who they are. Yeah. And it's like, it's looked at kind of strangely because they're like, oh, that's a fake person online, but in terms of a transgender person, yeah. it's like, it gives them that ability to explore yeah. who they should be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so then people would find out who they are in real life, that's in quotes for everyone right. who can't see it, Right. and out them? Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. And so I was really worried about this when I first started putting my blog up oh, yeah, um, I bet. and such. And I was on Facebook for a while, but I would never connect with my wife. I would never connect with anybody mm-hmm. that I knew because um, I didn't want to have any. And then finally one day, and it was actually fairly recently too, I finally just said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put it all out there. Yeah. This, this is me. This is who I am. And yeah. I'm going to take control of my... Right online image yeah so that nobody else is going to be able to be like oh do you know who this person is or who they were Mm -hmm. you know do you want to see pictures of you know kelly before her transition or whatever fucking it's right there go to my blog now you're like fuck you you." yeah so it's it's my business it's my stuff yeah so that's what i how i look at it yeah that is fucked up though yeah Mm -hmm. so wait what was that the artist used blood to send powerful message about lbtq Okay, so let's, let's click on Let's see that. what that is. Let's see what That's that is. an interesting headline. Here's your article. Okay. 
This artist used blood to send powerful message about LGBTQ rights. Artist Jordan Eagle aims to emphasize, quotes, the wasted potential caused by discrimination, specifically as it pertains to the Trump administration's effort to ban transgender people from the U.S. military with his latest exhibition. Eagle's work titled Our Blood Can Save Them made its debut Friday inside the Keith Haring bathroom. It says bathroom. The Keith, Keith Haring has a bathroom at New York's Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Community Center. Like, that's a really high... Oh, so it's high gotta be like a, like a memorial bathroom that's for Keith Haring. That's a fucking highfalutin bathroom. It must be. Keith Haring. I'm, gosh, I, hmm. I mean... I should make it a trip there to pee. I guess. I guess. <laughs> is it in the... Is it a gender neutral bathroom? That's the question. I don't know. The installation consists of 18 screen prints that replicate a World War II propaganda poster from 1943, showing a wounded soldier kneeling beneath the phrase, Your blood can save him. The New York artist told HuffPost the prints were made using blood donated by an active U.S. service member who identifies as both transgender and pansexual. Okay, the image fades, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, okay, so blah. Okay, so it's against transgender military ban. Yeah. But what is the blood? I mean, I guess... Eagle said he hopes our blood can save them, like his pre... Oh, that was in quotes. Like his previous works will produce an immediate visceral reaction while still leaving room for interpretation. They're, they're, they're printed by blood, aren't they? Prints from the series will also be on view at 14 housing work stores in New York. Okay. I don't get it. Maybe because I didn't read the whole article, but do you get it? I think that he painted it in blood. That's what was so radical. Okay. Uh, What's our blood can save them? Like, is that like, hey, uh, go get a... Oh, I get it now. Wait. No, I don't think I do. The prints were made using blood donated by an active yeah. service member. So there's this picture... And then they're slowly fading away. See, they're getting lighter and lighter and lighter. Oh, are they? And then, yeah, that's what it's, it's doing. Oh. Uh-huh. Hmm. The image gradually fades. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, uh, it's just another way to go ahead and to get more yep. interesting news about transgender human beings. Yep. Right? Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, what I took away from that is that right? Keith Haring has a bathroom at, in New York. We should maybe look up the Keith, Keith Haring, Haring bathroom in New York. That right? is what I am Keith really interested Haring in. bathroom, New York. Bathroom mural. Hmm. A masterpiece of LGBT... What did that say? It just looks like a whole bunch of penises. A masterpiece of LGBT what? art has been restored in what may now be the most valuable restroom in America. Do you see how many penises are in there? Um, there's a lot of dicks. <laughs> and then there's a lot of people... Uh, Having sex, uh, ostensibly. Yeah, all mm, kinds of business see. going on there. Oh, and there's some balls. We get the clothes. There's up. a guy riding a dick. <sighs> yeah. He looks like he's having fun. Huh. Like a little miniature guy. Okay. And then uh what's this what's this guy? It looks like sperm. It this does, doesn't out. it? Right? Wow. I don't know. Maybe that's know. an uncircumcised. I think you guys gotta check out this Keith Herring bathroom. It's that's a very quite interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, there's some interesting photos. Keith Herring bathroom. Who knew? Okay. I guess people. So, any good questions to not ask transgender people? Uh, or to ask transgender people either way? Let me think. Okay, maybe this is not a question so much as a thought. Mm -hmm. Realization. Mm -hmm. I've had a couple interactions in the last couple weeks about surgeries. 
and people reaching out to me saying, I want surgery, where do I go? Assuming that I'm going to know what surgery they're talking about by just saying surgery. Well, because there's only one surgery that transgender people get. Apparently. Downtown. Apparently. (laughs) So my answer to everything is, what surgery do you want? Right. And I've gotten a vaginoplasty, top surgery, and I can't even remember the other one. But it's always a different answer. So my point to this is that this goes back to kind of what we talk about all the time. And that a individual's transition is individual to them. Mm-hmm. What matters to you might not matter to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And... You could transition with no surgery whatsoever, yeah. or you could have the whole shebang done. Yeah. But there is no one answer to how to transition. Right. I and transition is very individual, just like yeah. the individual people. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's a really common misconception. Like when I talk to people that don't know about trans issues, it's always, well, um, something about the surgery. Oh, right. Like the surgery doesn't matter. That's right. That's a whole other ball of wax that each person has to come to by themselves. When I do my presentations um, to college students, people ask me if and whether or not I'm going to have the surgery. And then I post up... The surgery. The surgery. And I post up a picture. It's like a Jeopardy board almost or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like a little, I don't know, a little board. And it's got all these different... 16 different colored squares on there. Yeah. With 16 different potential surgeries surgeries, that transgender people have been known Mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. And only like one of which, you know, or two of which may be considered to be the, right. you know, surgery. So when people ask, they're like, have you had the, the surgery? And I'm like, I don't know. My butt's a little flat. So I should get <laughs> they're looking at me crazy. I'm like, Brazilian butt Brazilian lift. Brazilian butt lift. Right? BBL. Yeah. That's the yeah. surgery. Oh, I know what it was. It was, so last group, mm-hmm. we had a bunch of new parents. Oh, right. Two of which were super religious. Right. I remember. So. I felt bad for you. That is not my forte. Luckily, Spencer's mom was there who's LDS and she handled that for me. Good. Yeah. Because I, I, um, yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I have a hard time with it. Yeah. Okay. Same here. So in their mind, when their kids say, I want to transition, they're like hormones, clothing, socially, all the surgeries, like everything's going to happen at once. Oh. And so what I have to do is like stop them and bring them back. Like, look, your kid's 15. There's no need to do anything. Right. They can socially transition, which means they change their clothing. They might change their name and pronoun, but n- no medical intervention needs to take place. Right. But that is in everyone's mind. That seems to be what, when the general public hears transition, it's all the surgeries. Right. So, and it's just really not at all. In fact, most of the time it's not. I agree with you. Some transgender communities that it is seen often as, there are some that are like, oh, you're, you're not trans enough. Right. Because you haven't had right, which is this nuts. surgery or that surgery yeah. or this thing or that thing or whatever. You're not on hormones. Yeah. You know, or, or whatever. And it's like, no, right. don't discount people. No. Know, this you can't. Such. And same thing with the, but with the parents that it's like as well. It's like you don't have to have yeah. everything all yeah. at once. Sometimes to some children, to some mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. 
acknowledgement. Exactly. You know, acknowledgement is yes. just a huge thing. Can you just accept that this is reality? Yeah. I don't need to move at light speed and have it done yeah. tomorrow. But for you to just acknowledge that maybe I'm not the gender right. that you have identified me as, uh-huh. you know, that'd for, be, that'd be for, huge. for the parents to use the proper pronouns yeah. and possibly the proper name. Yeah. That's huge for kids. It is. That saves lives. It does. And that's the part that makes me insane. Yeah. Because that is so easy. Yeah. I mean, and that's what we're talking easy. about, too. But, but we're it, talking it about is, lives. Yes. We're talking about saving lives. When you're talking, talking about, about, like, opinions about things, we're talking about, like, what? About yes. a 50% suicide rate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So when you're talking... So... It's only, it's only half of all kids. Yeah, right. Right? You, you know, know? Big deal. <laughs> no, don't worry. You know, they only have... They only, like, a toss of a coin in whether yeah. or not this child's going to commit suicide. That, yeah. That this parent's there saying, oh, my gosh. Yeah. What do I do? Uh, so my thing to parents as always do you want a son or do you want a dead kid right and i only had i had one person say not to me but to their kid who now that i think about it i haven't seen her in a while i wonder what she's doing but she said like i'd rather have a dead child but so uh, because i talked to this girl about it and i said here's what i usually say blah 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 and she said my mom and dad said they'd rather have a dead kid oh my god that's horrible what that's that's odd fuck? i don't know that's fucked up oh it kills me If you are unaware, Trans Sister Radio is produced with the help of the Source LGBT Plus Center in Visalia, California. If you would like to help the Source, please visit our show notes and click on the link to be able to donate. Dana and I would love to be able to hear from more of our listeners. You have a couple of options to be able to reach us. You can call us at 559-343-6646 or you can visit our show notes and find our email address. Thanks everybody. Dana and I love having you here. Yeah.